Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Rail and Ramble, your podcast destination for all things conversation. I am your host, Jay. Guys, great news. He is back. I have been able to wrangle licorice for another sit down. So let's jump into it. Good morning. Welcome. Good morning. Thank nice to have you me. back. Yes. Super excited. Super, super excited. So today, guys, I promise it will be less banter i hope but there are no guarantees yeah. okay this is why it is called <laughs> rail and ramble because things do diverge and that's the way we like it organic um conversation so we talked last time about you of course being born in sweden raised in the u.s um having the best of both worlds so to speak so i would like to i guess Find out more about you besides that detail. I mean, it's a big part of you, but there's more to you than just that, obviously. So, as always, I have um, some questions, some warm-ups, and we'll see where we go from there. All right, hit if me. If you're ready. Okay. Guys, forgive my paper-sounding shuffling about. <laughs> Let's start with quick fires. Tell me which of these you prefer. Okay. Darkness or night? Uh, night. Black or blackest? Blackest. Deep or unending? Deep. Lost or abandoned? Lost. Alone or lonely? Lonely. Bright or shining? Shining. Empty or absent? Empty. Wicked or evil? Evil. Vanquish or slay? Slay. <laughs> okay, very interesting. So you surprised me when you said... Lost. I thought abandoned would be interesting. Like, not like I expected you to say abandoned, but I guess your facial reaction is what caught me. You're like, no. <laughs> I would rather be lost. And tell me, why would you rather be lost? Because being abandoned means you have, you were left somewhere. Or, you know, there's like some place you were supposed to be but now you've been thrown to the side. But being lost just means you're not where you're supposed to be, um, be and, but you can still get, you know, it's not because of something. Maybe you're lost because you didn't find the right way there. But abandoned is like, it has more neglect, neglecting factor to it. So what I pick up from there is loss gives you the evidence of hope. Yes. Because I'm not where I'm supposed to be, but that does not mean I can't get there. So there's still the possibility of forward movement, as yeah. I guess abandoned would feel. Abandoned is like, where do I go now? Lost is, how do I get back? I like it. That's good. And why shining versus bright? Uh, because if something's bright, you can't see it anyway. Like, but if it's shining, it's just like glistening. Like, you can look at it and it's it's radiating, but if it's shining, that's, like, blinding, you know? And at least in my, in my mind. 
And then mm. what's the point? <laughs> you can't even see it. True. <laughs> True. And why evil versus wicked? Uh, I feel like ev- e- evil's more clear cut. Evil is just you're e- e- evil. You you know. <laughs> wicked, I feel like, has nothing to do with good or bad. In that sense, I feel like you can be wicked towards people. Mm-hmm. Maybe in my my internal definition, uh, I feel like evil is is yeah. Evil is a matter of perspective. Being wicked is just you can messed go up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're yeah, just yeah. messed up. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And of course, Vanquish versus Slay, and of course it was Slay. Oh yeah, this is a great word. <laughs> totally slay. agree. Slay, slay this. I slay you. <laughs> yeah, or or and it's uh, all holiday season's coming up, so it's reactionary. Guys, you see, this is why he's here. This is exactly why he's here. This man is witty. You have no idea what we are about to embark upon. (laughs) All right. So amongst other things, when we were talking the last time, you were basically telling me how you felt like you were able to have some fluidity and move between different um, groups of people, have different relationships, and that you really never had a problem. Um, with anybody overall that you can aware and uh, that you're aware of, and I guess if you weren't aware of it, didn't exist for yeah, the most part. No, if I if I have a problem with people, it's because of them. It's not because of like you, <laughs> it's you because know, of them. It's be- yeah, it's because of like it's literally because of their personality, not for any other. If I met them and I don't like them, I don't like you. It's not because I have any like I, I've met them and I have a preconceived I don't like you it's just I met you I don't like you <laughs> like, which fair. is very fair rare oh so most people still. that you meet you find something to like about them something yeah or like even like them enough to like in the moment you hang out maybe maybe it's not like oh I want to overactively be friends with this person but it's just like no like I hang out with them I'll have a good time <laughs> overactively I like that yeah so that led me to think of you as a chameleon. Mm-hmm. You know, like... Yep, I personify, personify that. That's, yeah. Personally, yeah, I, I view that. Yeah. yeah, okay. And so how do you deal with being in a situation where you're able to blend, right, and, and flow in many different groups of people, yet there's a situation or something that could occur that you don't agree with that vibe, but they feel like, oh, you're one of us, you fit into that vibe. Like, do you make your positions of displeasure or disagreement known to groups of people or because you're a chameleon, you just blend and you go with it, but, you know, it may not be your direct belief, but you're, like, there? Uh, I I would say I don't go along with it. Like, if I'm, if I'm... Complicit. That's what I'm finding. Uh, no, I'm. I'm <laughs> I, I, I. If so, if it goes the opposite way, I definitely I would say like, this is not. This is my stance on it. I'm not gonna, mm-hmm. not gonna draw that back just to be a part of it. But okay. Um, if I'll make my position known, like. So and and you're pretty confident in yourself that whether you the group or the folks you're with, whether you guys like it or not, you know this is my position. You like it or don't. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't mean we can't we can't get along. <laughs> so you have no fear of ever having. Have you ever been bullied? Ah, uh, 
I would say once, but it was like it wasn't like over a period. It was it was one little baseball season from this one kid on my baseball team when I was I don't even remember how how old I was, but it was like it was yeah, he was just like mean for no reason. But I've never been like high school movie bullied if that makes sense or or like uh yeah, no 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 nothing I, I, constant persecution. Nothing, no, no, mm -hmm. nothing constant, not like a per like a long period of my life where yeah, no. Mm -hmm. No, I've never really been bullied in that sense. Yet you remember this moment with this person. Oh yeah. So Obviously, it made an impression on your life for you to draw that up very quickly. How did it make you feel now that you're older? I mean, as a child, it, it was it was just the um, I guess why it stuck with me was because as a kid, you don't. I feel like you think in in black and white a lot more. Like it's just this, so reaction. This makes sense because X Y Z. So for this guy to just be out, just be mean and just not really like I was always friendly with people and everything, and for him to just have like this staunch negativity thrown back at me constantly, I was I was so perplexed. Like I didn't understand. I was like, I don't why. Like what have I done? I didn't he I didn't say anything or do anything. I don't know why he doesn't like me. Like he's just on on me, you know, or or being mean for no reason. And I never never understood why. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, as you get older, you just understand some people just are like that, I guess. Just miserable. And, yeah, and there's, sometimes there's no real rhyme or reason. It's just people. We're complicated. So, were you two... Did he just all of a sudden come out and just start being mean to you? Or were you guys friends? Or did he no. never try to be friends? Did never tried try to be friends. friends he was a, a stranger kid. We were just on the same baseball team. He was he knew people I knew. Like mm -hmm. he was like friends with people who were like I didn't maybe were I wasn't friends with, but I was friendly with them. They were friendly mm -hmm. with me. Mm -hmm. And yeah, no, he's just outright mean. <laughs> you think he was jealous? I I, no, I, I don't know why. I don't know why he'd be jealous. Like, he was a year older. He was a year older. Mm. It was just, it was, just, it, for me, it felt strange for me to be picked as like, oh, this is, this is the guy. This is the guy. <laughs> He's the one. This is, yeah. Um, I, I would, so the reason I asked you about the bullying and the going along with things is, again, being, having the ability to blend. Sometimes people, they don't know like oh you hang with us you chill with us you're like us right mm -hmm. not knowing truly how many pockets of your personality there are and sometimes people say things and do things that you know they would think so for example i was thinking bullying because your overall demeanor and your appearance is as we talked about before a very high school um all-american boy as your oh, yeah. cold or co-worker calls you <clears throat> you know you fit into this um mold mold of stereotype which is unfair to you i mean this hard burden my god you have to carry yeah always looking like the popular kid and the the athlete kid and the you know the football guy who has the cheerleader girlfriend people this is what he looks like i'm not kidding like truly i could pick <laughs> him up and put him on one of those like teenage sitcom shows and he would be like the guy, the girls are like the nerdy girl likes, but he's so out of her league. You know, he's that guy, literally, no joke. But he just happens to have a very cool personality. So because of that, 
I imagine people think like, oh, you run with this cool crowd and if they are picking on somebody, you know, lesser in the group, you know, would they expect you to like kind of roll with that or would you step on like, hey, that's not cool. Don't do that. Blah, 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 blah. It, I came from a very small high school, mm-hmm. uh, which, and we had like, we had been going for to school together for years. And like, there was one point where we separated, um, what is it before middle school? I don't I don't know what the what it's technically called. Elementary school. It's elementary school. Then it's the next. It's it's uh, three four five and then six seven eight is middle school, right? Yeah. But when you separate three four five, mm-hmm. that's like something interim. But there were two there were two sides of the township, so okay. half the kids went to one. But then we joined back in middle school, so we. Okay. So there was never, there were cliques I would say, and like groups of people, groups of friends in the high school. But it was not, I, I don't feel like it was big enough to where people, people staunchly like bullied someone. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, there were, I would say there were kids who, who were bullied or probably I don't know exactly because I was, I was in a different world or area. So maybe I, I didn't really see the, the larger picture, mm-hmm. but there were, there were some, some kids uh, who were bullied, but even then it wasn't. From what I hear, or on the news, or what I heard from other schools and stuff, we were we were pretty, pretty Mild chill. Yeah, we were very. Going. Yeah, it was. We were very accepting as a, as a whole group of of people. Okay, yeah. So, you then have had the ability to use this chameleon power to get into <laughs> places that maybe people other people haven't or couldn't um build relationships with others that maybe some people would like to but maybe they're nervous or intimidated to do so i'm thinking more so about your what's the word i want to use your easy acclimation to people of color right you have this ability to just see people for people which is the way it's supposed to be but still a lot of people don't do that um but you just jump right in there Hey, what's up? How you doing? Yada, 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 yada. <laughs> I think that's, it, it seems so silly. And guys out there, um, if you have somebody, you know, who can just roll with it and stuff like that, you always kind of look at that person like, that's really cool. That's the way it should be. But there's a lot of people who really just can't do that. One, I feel they either can't get out of their own way, right? Their own mm-hmm. preconceived notions or whatever it is, even though you're trying not to. Everyone has something. Yeah. Um, and then also just sometimes it's fear. I think like, how do I approach, you know, this group of people or yeah, I, you overhear them talking about something you want to join in and laugh and say something, but you don't because you feel awkward. Like, I don't know them, you know, yeah. <laughs> or, you know, they're going to look at me and be like, what are you talking? Why are you over here? Um, so this power of chameleon behavior, what has been some of the best interactions you've had that you know that you've surprised somebody else on the receiving end when you um, engage with them. Um, oh my God. I mean, I just, I just know like a few, uh, I guess, small stories I can, I can say. I mean, the, my uh, girlfriend in freshman, her freshman year in college uh, at graduate school, they had some sort of party at this club and everyone was given like two drink tickets or what have you so you can only get the two drinks on the bar that were free what have you um and of course the bar the the whole uh, club was packed so it was that you go up to the bar and there's like the one bartender right and he's doing everything so how impossible is it to to get hit flag him down and get, mm-hmm. get a drink for me and my significant other 
and there was a, a bouncer there and I just started I started talking to him because I heard him speaking and I asked him where he was from mm-hmm. and he funny he was from the Congo <laughs> Uh, oh, so God. he, we started having this, yeah, we just started talking and blah, blah, blah. And started talking and, and I was just, and then he, he turned and I was like, wow, it's, or I said something along the lines of, uh, uh, it's great. It's crazy how hard it is to get like a drink here. Like I have these, I have t- two tickets and I still can't even get to the front. Uh, uh, and he was like, oh, like, Give, give give me a moment, friend. And he and he like calls out to the bartender. The bartender's eyes snap over, and then he looks at me. He's like, "What do you want?" And do rum and cokes. And he's like, "Okay, do rum and coke." And the bartender like just skips whatever he's doing, makes the two rum and cokes, hands it to the to the bouncer, and he gives it to me. And I said thank, like profusely said thank you. Wow. But it was it was like I didn't necessarily. It's not like I I started talking to him with the intention of oh this guy's gonna like. Hook me up. Hook me up or what have you. Like, I was just like, you know, I'm here waiting. I might as well strike, like, strike up a conversation with the only person who's kind of not in his own world. Obviously, he's looking around, making sure everything's safe. But, mm-hmm. you know, he's, he's not in a conversation or it's not too loud. But, yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was good banter. And then I ended up getting two drinks. And <laughs> people were like, pretty... look at this guy. Look at this guy. Who is he? And every, <laughs> yeah, and I, you know, when I, gave, I showed up with, to, back to the group. And I was like, hey, I got us these two drinks. And they were like, what? Like, how did you do that? <laughs> it's like magic. I have connections yeah. in this place. <laughs> I'm known here. I am known, yeah. So let me just backtrack a little bit. So this is your freshman year. Well, no, I had uh, uh, she she was in graduate school. Oh, graduate school. Yeah. Okay, I was gonna say underage. I story. had already. Yeah, I had already. <laughs> we we were we were well over age. Yeah. Okay. I was gonna say. Um, mm-hmm. we won't need this. That would have been brave <laughs> if I had started talking to the bouncer. And then got in these drinks. It's like I am so dope, guys. Did you just see that? Did you see how I pulled that off? <laughs> Oh my god. Okay, so that's a cool situation where your powers, your superpowers have come in. Yeah. That's and, excellent. Yeah, generally just making friends with people and, you know, so, uh, yeah. Freshman year, my girlfriend at the time, her roommates were people of color. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she was also, like, staunch white, like, from from Pennsylvania in the middle, like Gettysburg area, I think. Well, yeah, yes. like blue eyes, the blonde curly hair, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. the very English, like pale face. Yeah, yeah. Um, and hanging out with them, like her roommate's boyfriend, he came over, and mm-hmm. he, me and him, me and him were like best buds all the time. Whenever he came, he came uh, into into the city to to hang out with his girlfriend. He'd always ask if I was around, if I wanted to hang out. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it was, it was, it was super fun. Um, yeah, no, it's a good time. I like that. That's good. I mean, again, giving people a chance just to be people, great and boring things happen. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> it's just like, we're just chilling and having conversation and it's fun. Like, mm-hmm. why not? I think that's really neat. So you were telling me about the latitude that your parents gave you, this like almost carte blanche type existence growing up Mm -hmm. which i can't still wrap my mind around but i don't know i guess maybe there's there's a part of that that has obviously molded you into the person that you are right now but um what are some of the things that you said you said like i had independence for good and for bad the last time we spoke so 
What do you mean by that? I want to say my parents were a little bit hands-off in certain aspects uh, of, of maybe... I know a lot of parents would be on top of their kids for um, school, very rigorous, like you have to show me everything you're doing or, or, or show me every single like grade. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, you have to do homework here for like, you know, an hour, like I have to see you doing it or we have to plan out your future, things like that. Mm-hmm. So things are teaching them maybe fine, financial uh, things. Uh, and I wouldn't say my parents didn't do that, but I don't know if it was to the extent that other other parents necessarily did um so i'm i'm learning now a lot of things that that i would i I mean i kind of wish i had known beforehand or or focused in a little bit more on but uh i'm learning it now so (laughs) what are some of those things that you wish you had known before uh think like uh money definitely money like say the really the big importance of saving and 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 budgeting uh uh having this control over your finances or bank account, um, how, how things work, uh, uh, like, you know, maybe like stocks and stuff. I wish I I got into a little bit more or learned a little bit more. Mm -hmm. Um, this is to say also, I wish, I wish the school system taught us a little bit more. I like that. I remember you had sent the one video, uh, the guy said school doesn't teach you to be, to make money. They teach you to be a worker or to get a job. Wasn't that fantastic? That was fantastic. It totally blew my mind when I saw this. So guys, a slight digression, but it's very uh, pivotal, I Mm -hmm. think, for any person of any age out there. Um, I believe his name is Robert Kiyosaki. Yeah. I think. Uh, But he's the guy who uh, wrote the book Rich Dad, Poor Dad. So if you just... It's a YouTube video. If you YouTube... Robert, rich dad, poor dad. Um, and I think it, it'll say something like, you know, um, about learning money-mindedness or something about uh, the money mentality. Either way, all of his videos are good, but it should come up like one of the top three searchers or something on YouTube. And you should watch it. It's only like 10, 15 minutes. But yeah, totally blew my mind about that. You know, you're taught to get a job be an employee, get a paycheck, um, not to how do I make my money, you know, and what can I make this money do for me? Um, uh, keep them poor. That was the other one. Yeah. Yeah. Keep them poor. That's another one by him. Rich versus poor mindset. That's it. Rich versus poor mindset. And yeah. Robert, Robert, Robert Kiyosaki. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. Licorice. So <laughs> definitely check it out because it, I too wish, like I was told, of course, about, you know, savings, but you know, I think even the, the thought of how everyone was telling me back then to save is not actually how you, um, accumulate your wealth, right? You can save and put it in the bank, but it's not growing. It's not doing anything. There's like zero percentage there. Um, so you're just putting, you might as well just, uh, you know, keep it in your mattress or something like that. Cause it's not doing anything. You have to get it to grow. This is, this is where I love, uh, well, love hate, but I find it so funny how, again, like coming, how hypocritical America mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. in general, mm-hmm. where we have such focus on capitalism and, and investing and everyone's so worried about the stock market and everything. 
but why aren't you teaching people how to invest in the stock market? No, no, no. How to take us. their money? Exactly. <laughs> how to take their money and 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 put it in so that we can grow the economy or 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 help companies that you know. It's just so it's so it's 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 my why if it's so important, mm -hmm. why aren't like <laughs> why, are why aren't we teaching because it? because they want to keep them poor and they don't want everybody getting into this. Yeah, it's only for us, and the us is the elites the way way as and I'm, I'm not even saying all the elites are like that no but in the same token you don't see all of them doing like a stock market class or like uh you know with your next amazon purchase i'm gonna send you this link to this free webinar for you to learn about your money mm -hmm. no there, there's none of that um it's really fascinating too because you think about all the times when we had a previous president who he really was all about the stock market and I remember hearing a um, newscaster say basically, yes, the stock market is important. It is quite pivotal for a lot of people's lives, but not for the everyday American because none of them have stock. <laughs> Barely anyone has a 401k these days. You have to kind of almost start that yourself because companies are no longer investing in their workers. Like before you were guaranteed, when I say before, mm, like 25 years ago, right? You were guaranteed to get like a pension. Like if you started working in a company and all that stuff, you got the pension, you put your time in. Like my last company I worked for, I got a pension. But after I started and I was like 22, 21, 22 when I started, when I came in the door and they started pension. my pension. Wow. Yeah, like immediately. But that was 20 something years ago. And now, and as soon as I um, started, like a year later, they stopped doing it. I was like, oh my God, I just got in the door for that. But that's so messed up because they want to give, they want their workers to give so much, sacrifice so much, and you get so little back in return. Yeah. So to your point about money management, this is when, okay, it would be helpful if I knew how to take the money I have because I have to look out for my own future, apparently. I Just because I'm working for you doesn't mean you're going to give two craps about me later. How do I make this grow? Which also, I think, um, challenges the whole system where everyone's saying, like you said, capitalism. We're all about everyone working and starting their own businesses and pulling themselves up by their own bootstraps and all of that. But how? <laughs> but we're not going to teach it yeah. because it's not that important. Yeah, exactly. So it's it's I could go on and on about that. That's really uh, a big point. What else besides money management? Um, did you feel my future like... a little bit? My, maybe my career. Thinking a bit more seriously about about my career and where I'd be going. Yeah. Um, I kind of ma I made my career decision a little bit more uh, three lane exit kind of <laughs> to one, have an explanation. One. Yeah. This I one. Have, this one. This one. This one. This one. That like I had to quickly uh, <laughs> just veer off. Uh, but I hadn't I hadn't thought about it uh, too too much, and maybe I also I had thought about it, but I didn't get into the career I maybe would have wanted mm -hmm. or, or or thought I would have been good at. Yeah, uh -huh. I think that um, you're not alone with that. A lot of people, you know, you. It's like that again, and this I still think falls within money management. You go to school, you get a job. What, what what are the priorities? like? And it's such a toxic environment, if you really think about it. You look around at everybody else. You look around 
around at the life that you live yourself as a child, you know, and growing up in adolescence. Oh, my parents live here. We have this type of lifestyle that affords us these type of things. Because of that, this is what I'm used to, right? This this is the way of my life. Um, and then you're in a realm of people who also live similarly. Mm-hmm. So therefore, you think, okay, this is what it's supposed to be, right? I'm supposed to get a job that can afford me to live like this and do this for my kids and et cetera, et cetera. Now, in between all of that, and that's true, I think this is where the, um, it's a tiny little pitfall, but it's a big one as you get older. The, but is that what I want? Like, is that, I know everyone else is saying, this is what you're supposed to do. Get a job, have 2.5 kids, your dog, and once a year go on vacation. <laughs> but is that how you want to live? And then you just start moving along with the, the, the wheel because that's what you're around. And then if you have passionate things like you do, you don't do them because you're like, yeah, that's nice, but it's not going to pay the bills. And amazingly, <laughs> the emph- like the emph- the emphasis in this country is the uh, uh, school, high school, college mm-hmm. job, like school, mm-hmm. high school, college, you know, go through, get good grades so you mm-hmm. can go to a ni- good college and then get a degree and get, you know, a great job. Mm-hmm. But there's never, there, and this is, I guess, goes back to like that American ideology of there's no, there's no pause. There's no pause time. Mm-hmm. I know my parents had, uh, uh, they emphasized that I should take time to travel, mm-hmm. which I did after, after high school with, with three of my friends from high school. Mm-hmm. Um, we went around Europe, we did Euro trip backpacking as it's known. Mm-hmm. I don't think enough people do that here. Like there's just such emphasis of just the next thing, the next thing, the next thing. And there's never a, a there's never a time of maybe you should pause and think about your life and what you want to do, who you are, and then make this judge. Cause that's a, that's a huge directional leap mm-hmm. of this is where your life is going to go now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you're kind of, you're kind of stuck there. Yeah. Um, especially with the amount of money you're paying for college. Mm-hmm. Imagine I wish, I really wish I had maybe gone to community mm-hmm. college beforehand and, mm-hmm. You know, you get credits and you go to school, um, so then you can maybe figure out what you want to do and then actually invest in the in the big universities. Mm-hmm. But you know, there's not even in our own country. I can't like we don't even emphasize. There's there, and I guess there's not a lot of uh, uh, infrastructure in place to help with that. To in Europe, there's like the hostels and you know you get train systems and mm-hmm. you can get from anywhere to anywhere like pretty cheaply. But here, it's you don't have a car, you're you're screwed. I mean, you're, what do they call it? You're uh, huffing it, right? Like mm-hmm. on your own feet. Mm-hmm. Um, you said so many great things just in, in that bit. I, I was trying to like, <laughs> remember. <laughs> I was trying to remember everything you were yeah. saying because um, I wanted to, of course, jump in on it. But again, so spot on. So spot on. You, to your point about, yeah, there's no... Um, break system here in the u.s i think you're either in school or you're not right it's kind of frowned upon too yeah if you don't go directly mm-hmm. you're like why why are you taking you're taking a year off oh, oh wow. your life is going to go down the drain right now yeah you're, that's you're it screwed <laughs> you are already depreciating in like moral and in like a future value mm-hmm. um you're the the whisper at the family gatherings oh they're not in school yeah <laughs> it, it, like wow it, it becomes but Again, the societal, like, mindset, right? That is, everybody else is doing this. And then as you get older, you're like, 
I was born to be me, to be an individual. So why mm-hmm. would I want to spend my time being everybody else? But you don't even get to get that mindset or get into that place until you've already done the stuff you realize you don't want to do. Mm-hmm. Right? Until you realize that, wow, I did this because, yeah, I, okay, part of it is my ownership and making my choices, of course. But also, you don't know what you don't know. You don't, like, I remember you telling me this story about your friend, but and we're going to go back to that in a second. Um, you're, I know, I see you rummaging in your mind, but when I say it, you're going to know immediately. Um, but the point is, if you don't know what you don't know, you can only operate off of what's around you, right? So in school, oh, you got to, everything starts with, you got to get good grades. You got to get good grades to get good test scores. You got to get good test scores to get into a good school. You, uh, the better the school you are, or maybe you can get a scholarship, right? So you don't have to pay as much money. Or once you get into a good school, then um, this is going to be your passport to your, like your bigger future. All the while, you're pressured. You're having to mold yourself into something you don't even know you're going to be by the time you get to the age where you're going to start making life decisions. But now you're on this path. Um, and it's so super frustrating and you're right. There's no, um, there should be a system, a way for people to figure out what they're trying to do so that you're not wasting your time. You're not wasting resources. Uh, you're not taking, um, a slot that somebody else who really does want to go in and do that thing, they can get in there. Um, I thought I liked what you said about, oh yeah, you should take a year off and Go backpacking. Not everyone can do that, though. Yeah. The reality is some people can never have left their county, right? Yeah, which is also... <laughs> Tragic. Baffling, yeah. <laughs> it's like you never just, like, went, like, 15 minutes up the road, like, just to that other shopping center, because that's a whole other county. Oh, there are people who haven't seen, like, the ocean. Yeah. it it's <laughs> It seems baffling to us, but, I mean... Listen, if you come from a place where you don't have anything or that's never been in your realm of thought to do that and you're only around people, it's amazing how you can be so influenced just being around a certain group of people. So if you don't have someone who's had world experience or has an idea about, hey, we don't all have to wear black shoes. Yeah. Check out these red ones. Like What? <laughs> blasphemy. Like, if you're not around other people who have a free thought, you're not going to make these decisions. So, about your friend, because I'm going to give about you don't know what you don't know. Tell our friends, our listeners, about the hamburger drive through order. Oh, oh, you yes. You see people? Okay. No, you see I, that? I yeah. <laughs> um... So it was it was my one friend's birthday. He's he's like a childhood friend who well, actually he was the second friend I made in the United States. Oh wow. Cuz my sister was friends with this girl who had a little brother, so I met him through mm-hmm. that who's also my friend, but he was friends with my friend uh call him Philip. Mhm. Uh and then I met Philip and uh, Philip and I became friends. There was some point in high school, he, it was his birthday, and there was a weekend where he wanted to go up to Pennsylvania, I forget where it is, but a skirmish, uh, 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 paintball, it's basically a big paintball field, um, or a pl- it's like a huge plot of land, they have different like maps or courses with you know stuff set up, it's so much fun. Uh, 
go up there. We spent like a few, you know, you spent like a hundred, a few hundred dollars, maybe three hundred dollars or something mm-hmm. like that. You get all the gear, all the paintballs, whatever. You go with the group, you get to play paintball. And I was like, yeah, let's do it. Like, this is great. <laughs> I love, loved it. It was uh, the only time I've played paintball, really, but it was so much fun and I would really want to do it again. Anyways. Yeah, we've gone and played paintball, and we're driving back, and obviously, you know, we're teenage guys, we've been running around a lot, we had food there, but on the way back, like, we're starving, <laughs> and uh, American Highways is always, like, the fast food places anywhere, so we're trying to pick and choose, and there's a Burger King, it's like, oh, okay, let's just, like, go get Burger King, like, it's fine, and we pull in, we go up to the counter, and I uh, uh, ordered something, and he, he's one of the, he never, he doesn't know. He's like, you know, he waited for me to order because he wasn't sure. Mm-hmm. So I uh, uh, said my order to the lady and then I said, oh, uh, uh, can you put, can you put bacon on it too? And he's like, of course. Yeah. And I go to, and he's like, oh, what did you order? I was like, oh, I ordered this, but I put, told them to put bacon on it as well. And he gave me this look like, you can do that? You could just tell them to to put something on there that's not on. And I looked at him and, and my, I loved my reply and I remember it so fondly because it was so immediate. And I just said, yeah, it's Burger King. Their tagline is have it your way. What are you gonna say? No, like, <laughs> just point it out right there. But it was, it was so, it was so funny. It was just see the, the, the gears turn. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> like, like I was amazed that that, that mentality of, of like, why, uh, really? <laughs> it was like a mind blown moment for him, probably. Like, oh yeah, I've been living my life just taking in what the, they give me. It's like the lanes, the 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 child locks in the bowling bowling alley. Yeah, it's just like, <laughs> there's more. There is more out here. It's such a simple thing. Just... Yes, but that like just encompasses everything we we're just talking about. Like if you don't know something, if you don't know something is available or there's an option, you just you know, and I don't even know if that's, um, is that a lazy thing? Is that an American thing? I'm not saying Americans are lazy people. It's that's a comfort thing. thing. Yeah, like. That goes back, again, it goes back to the small town uh, uh, not leaving your county. Yeah. Because it's, you, you've grown up I know here. what it's I know. What you know, mm-hmm. and why step, but also, to piggyback on that thought, that's not just an American thing. Mm. Uh, my my mom's side of the family is Austrian, mm-hmm. and they also live in small town small town Austria. Mm-hmm. They have never come over to the United States to visit us or what have you, because their mentality is also we have everything here. Why do we need to leave and go somewhere else? Mm. And they grow up in that small town uh, mm-hmm. uh, small town Austria, mm-hmm. and like. You know, nothing. And have they're kids happy. And family, they're happy. Yeah, yeah they don't they're complain. Happy. But it's it's again, they don't. You don't have... want to see something else? Why? No. So it's it's it's, it's fascinating. People in general. It's fascinating, and so then, do you begin to feel like? I don't know if your group of friends think like you, mm-hmm. or you know how there's always one friend who's like. I'm chill with whatever, you know? <laughs> and then there's other ones who are thinking like, yeah, why isn't it like this? Like, are they all thinking coming to this, um, because it happens at a certain age in your life, like usually your group of people, you either all start having the great awakening, like what are we doing, right? Yeah. Or there's just some who are trudging along either because they're really happy with their choices, right? You have that one or two. Um, there's the one or two who are just like, eh, you know, I. Look, I already put in the effort here. I don't want to do anything else. I, well, I'll just, 
it'll be fine. You know, like, I'll just coast along. And then there's, like, the, the bulk of you is like, this sucks. Like, what are we doing? <laughs> so are they all I think of... most of them are just, are not. I wouldn't say trudging along, but they're just, they're, from what I think, content. Just going about their lives, doing the doing whatever, uh, doing the job they have. Not really, not really going like uh, what do you call balls to the wall, getting you know yeah. whatever, going out and doing everything. They're not hungry for no, what they're, they're doing. Not, they're pretty content, I would say. They don't don't need much. But I would say my best friend, he's I mean he's uh, he works for um, a pharmaceutical company. Uh, he's planning on trying to move to Europe for a little bit. Like mm-hmm, he's mm-hmm. he's not Spanish at all. His 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 dad is is uh, 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 I think Brooklyn. I would say he's Brooklyn, New York, Jewish, uh, mm. uh, and that and no Spanish, but he's fluent in Spanish just That's because cool. he learned it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, amazing. But he's he's the more adventurous one. He's one of the people who came with me on on the Euro trip, and yeah. He's, is he trying he's, to get a job in like Spain or something? He's trying to, in his yeah. within his company to like mm-hmm. try to transfer to Spain or Italy. Uh, mm-hmm. I think Italy, Milan area or something. They have okay. something there, so he's trying to do that. Um, no, he's he's definitely one who's like always hungry, but he's also like content. Like he's, I it's 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 interesting. It's like you know, go and do things, and he has these stuff, but he's still pretty content with uh, uh, if we hang out, we're just playing video games or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like it's not like. Always the extremist. Right, to um, level out and find something else. Mm-hmm. So then, I I would think, then you're the outlier. You're the one in the group now who is thinking, what are you thinking? <laughs> I, I, I don't want to put words in your mouth. I have my own my thought, but I want to hear. In, in, in the, just to back it up in the context of just what we were talking about, choices, learning different things, realizing you would have maybe invested more time into a different pathway. What are your thoughts now? Like, do you have any perspective on how you want to move forward? Do you want to still trudge along? Or are you looking at other things now? Oh, no, I'm looking at other things. I mean, uh, um, figuring out how to make my way in, mm-hmm. in this. And I mean, taking opportunities as well. Just jumping. one thing uh, my dad always said was like, if you, if you hop, jump off the cliff, like there'll be a, the net, the net will come out mm-hmm. the net will like be there to catch you. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I, go, I mean, it was the chameleon. Like you yeah. just have to, you just have Roll to do it, it yes. you know, just take a take chance, the, take the chance, take the opportunity. You, mm-hmm. you never know until you know. Right. What is, I gave, one of my friends in college, he he, wasn't wasn't like a big ladies ladies guy, mm-hmm. and he was always he would always get so nervous going to parties or if he liked a girl or something, mm-hmm. and I always told him I said, listen man, if you can't you came to the party with nothing, no one, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. If you talk to this girl and she says no, what do you get? Nothing. So what do you have to lose? <laughs> nothing you have everything to gain like yeah did he take your advice yeah he yeah he took the took the advice so he tried i think he was he, he couldn't overcome his nervousness that much but he no he definitely like took it to heart like no you're you know, you're right like yeah why, why bother you know 
sitting here torturing myself and <laughs> just do it yeah it's like or so you could say is no like, yeah it's like okay well i wasn't interested in you anyway <laughs> yeah exactly yeah <laughs> i just can't because you looked lonely and i would came to talk to you but yeah <laughs> forget just it cover it up <laughs> okay well so i would think when you're talking about it's not just your group of friends and everything like that we're talking about the the education, and not even edu- well, lack of education, and the introduction to, I think, all people, like, every child generation that has come up in this country anyway, of, these are the levels, these are the processions of your life and your career and things like that, for those people who actually did go to college, for whatever way they manage, you now feel obligated, I, I would think. Like, that was one of the things for me... If I made a choice or a decision about school, I never wanted my parents to be struggling, right, to pay for me to have this opportunity because then it, there's the pressure right there. Mm-hmm. Like, at the end of the day, most people could be like, you know, F it, I don't want to do this anymore. Um, it's just not for me. I'm struggling. I hate this. It's torture. I'm walking away. Mm-hmm. And I will deal with the consequences as they come. They're mine to deal with. But now your parents are involved. And so you feel this obligation, like I have got to do something because I can't not do something, right? And yeah. and I need to show that for all the money they put in or the debt and, and stuff like that, it was worthwhile. I'm not just wasting their money or their time, you know? Um, and then so that is like the pressure. I remember my friends, they were so, my girlfriend, she went to school. She didn't know what she wanted to do. She was one of those students who never studied. She barely ever put effort and she just always excelled in school. She just did. Um, but that was bad because she was floating, you know, Mm -hmm. and she didn't really have an idea. So she went to college and she did psych because what else could she do that would be equivalent to something she felt like, okay, well, I don't know what I want to do, but psychology, you know, you could probably apply it a lot of places until she realized now in her junior year that the only job she could really get was either you're going to go full throttle, go to med school to become, like, board certified, yeah. right? Or you're going to be a uh, guidance counselor or some kind of um, school counselor, you know, something like that. Mm-hmm. Or something that was more social services versus, like... Uh, Actual doctor yeah, or, or, or a big, big career. like, book writer. Yeah. yeah, and so she's like, oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's too late now for me to backtrack and do something else and here her here it is her parents were they worked for the post office right um government jobs actually postal workers get paid fairly good minute yeah. money and benefits government benefits yeah. but you know it's not like they had money just falling out everywhere and uh she just felt really trapped her brother had gone to school for business or computer engineering so they were already Huge, in the yeah. hook for that money her parents and then they turn around and they had invested in her now, she had a younger sister, but her sister was disabled, right? So it was just pressure on her brother. Um, and they are a Chinese family. And the reason I say this is because the pressure is on for the son to really mm-hmm. succeed, right? You better succeed. So the pressure was on her brother. So he had to do well. And, I mean, he was always stressed. But he made it. 
He made his money and, you know, they're very proud. So for her, she's like, I have to do equally as well because now my brother has really set the bar. Um, so I have to do it. But she, she finished school and she got a job at an accounting firm. Okay. Nothing with psychology at all because no. there was nothing that could be done. And she wasn't even making <clears throat> any money. Then she went from doing psycho- um, working at the accounting firm to working at the post office. Okay, with her parents, Uh, which they were unhappy about, clearly. Um, And she's just like, I feel so bad because they're on my back about paying this, you know, these loans and everything else. And my dad is always like, we put all this money into you. And now I don't know what she's up to um, working from home for some pharma company now. So like she's bounced all around. And I think to myself, like as we're speaking, like, yeah, no one ever really gave her the room to say, what do you want to do? What do you, what do you like? Like what makes you passionate, right? And so now you have things that make you passionate. What are those things that make you passionate that you could like do that every single day of your life and you'd be so happy about it? And that's like the, if she ended up working in one of these kind of jobs you can just do Mm -hmm. at the end of it. So why not? do that before you take that big plunge mm-hmm. because if you know you, you, then you're there and then you have somewhere to go instead of ending up there it's you know right um, but the, but the thing that's bad about that is those jobs that you could just do until you figure it out there's two levels of those jobs one um minimal wage minimal opportunity mm-hmm. right so you're just going to be wasting away because you don't have an education or jobs that say you need a degree in order to come in here and to do this not exciting job for you, but you still need a degree. So it's like such a gap of go to school or don't, uh, you work and struggle at this low paying job or you go into debt and then likely you'll make a decision about choosing something and then you'll be miserable and then uh, enslaved to paying back a loan until whenever mm-hmm. and then you're living this life that you don't want to live working a job you don't want to work that was that was something that stuck with me with my professor he he mentioned the with uh loans and debt the one thing that stays with you even when you die <laughs> is your student debt that's crazy when you die that debt goes to someone else <laughs> Wow. It's the one thing I don't think you can get rid of. There's, um, like, no absolution? No, like, they're so. gone now. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. This was, I mean, I could be quoting this wrong because it was a few years years ago, but um, I, was, I was, like, it stuck with That's me. I was, like, deep. wow. Like, student student debt. It's, like... Oh, <laughs> my God. <laughs> That's horrifying. We yeah, think about it. It's amazing. It's, like, who's it going to? Your firstborn child. Yeah, That's exactly. Yeah. That's exactly who it's going to. Your wife, your husband, your parents, whoever. Someone's going to pay. I, I, going on to a tangent now as well. I, I find... <laughs> I find uh, obviously, education is important, but I find the, the whole idea about you need, the, you need this, like, university education to do a job, specifically. But for hundreds of years people were doing apprenticeships right Mm -hmm. you were just you were you were just under somebody who was showing you how to do the job Mm -hmm. don't you i i'm and 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 so comparatively with like a a doc doctorate getting becoming a doctor Mm -hmm. you go to school you learn all this you get the degree and then during that time isn't there i'm pretty there's a period uh uh 
internship clinic or yeah like where yeah. you're following the doctor and mm-hmm. he's showing you everything like that rounds or whatever they do yeah, yeah and yeah. like he's they're explaining everything pretty sure i don't know how long it necessarily would take but i'm pretty sure if you stuck around with a doctor mm-hmm. and you did you were following their job and they, they were teaching you mm-hmm. just like a blacksmith mm-hmm. you you would be able it. to do it yeah, yeah you would just because it's experience right yeah. they're and even, well even though said, you have well the degree, they're not just going to, you're a doctor, you're fine. Throw you into the hospital. Like, no. <laughs> Take the scalpel, go to work. <laughs> yeah, like, they're not going to, even though you have all this experience, they're not going to trust you. You still have to go through this, like, hands-on training. training. Yeah. Yes. So. No, you're right. That's such a good point. Where is that now? No. <laughs> I mean, it just does not exist. But that's, again, going back to uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, his rich dad had him, like, you know, working at his company and following mm-hmm. him around. He's like, I'm never going to give you a paycheck because the minute you get a oh, paycheck, yeah. you know, then you become an employee. But the point was, he was watching him, right? Watching how he handled his business. Watching how he... Um, he said, all my teachers... Oh, gosh, it's such a good line. I wish I could quote it properly. He said, I didn't uh, go to school for this. Right? He mm-hmm. said, because professors and and things like that yeah they may be knowledgeable but they cannot teach me the things i need to know Mm -hmm. so i had to go to the people who actually are doing the things i need to know uh so my teachers were my accountant my lawyer right my yeah uh, my contractor i sat with these people constantly learning when he has meetings like he's he's learning from these people when he's just having these meetings with Mm -hmm. his business or Mm -hmm. uh, yeah to the accounting or, or 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 what have you like he's he's on learning even then yeah because yeah, that that's the Hands stuff on. he needs to know yeah right like even when you were in college i bet you had to take all these prerequisites i had nothing to do with what yeah. you were going to school for yeah and the, <laughs> even just like oh you, you have to do uh god i forget forget even what it's called but it's like a liberal liberal something mm-hmm. and it's just why <laughs> why do why? wasting my time well yeah it's just you're paying you're paying money for this that's nothing nothing really to do like or you know, what did i take i took uh uh, uh i took an acting class <laughs> really but it was like and it's like one of the you like you have to take one of these but it's like why this is high school kind of like i can do this in high school why are you <laughs> that's wild it's, it's amazing <laughs> you're paying money for this i and you're not gonna have to buy materials for that too. Yeah. For something you don't want to do. I'm still waiting. Oh, I'm waiting for the one job interview. I say <laughs> I, have to, I have to do do act out a scene. I was like, oh my god. And go. Go. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, wait, wait. What? I've been waiting all my life for this moment. <laughs> yeah. Put that on my resume for sure. Yeah. And it's like, and and what? Uh, uh, um, what class? You know, Gilgamesh, right? The yeah. epics of Gilgamesh. Yes. Authentic, this is a story, people. Authentic tablets that they they wrote these little lines that were translated like the alphabet at that time. Mm-hmm. Translate this whole story and everything. I bet half the time you can go around and ask people if they know who Gilgamesh is, and no one knows. I, uh, in in here, I bet <laughs> no like, one really oh, knows. Oh, I know. It's that dude on TikTok, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> oh my god. Nobody knows. And it's and I I think it's it is important to kind of know, and it's it's really cool to to understand history and the origins of civilization and writing at that but it's just like why you know we talk about this that is that is like i find like these little small fissures that are created to separate people right because educated people know this 
educated people have heard about the Gilgamesh. Yeah. You know, um, people who have had higher learning know about Gilgamesh, right? It is, it be, it gives you, it's an air of such uh, elitism mm -hmm. over um, some literature, which is, you know, it was a fantastic, fantastic um, story. However, if you never heard about that, what is that going to change your life at all? Any Or how does it improve? Mm -hmm. Are you going to remember like how to build a ship in your mind from a Gilgamesh story with the, the cubic feet? And everything? Maybe, maybe you might, you might. However, likely not, right? So, but this is where they create this um, learned people know these details. Like they know uh, what whatever the capital of Estonia is or, or is that a capital? Latvia, Estonia, yeah? No, Latvia is a different country. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, sorry, folks. Estonia, <laughs> <laughs> my... Estonia, um, Lithuania, Latvia, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, my um, European history is weak. <laughs> Forgive me. But yeah, I did love world history, though. Um, in school, it was fantastic, but I'm, I'm digressing. Anyway, the point is, like... If you don't know these like little kind of trivial details to a crowd of people uh, who are supposed to be your peers, these elite people that you're trying to be around, it's like, oh, you've never heard of, I don't know, um, somebody, Byron Pierce or whatever. You, you don't know this poet mm. or you, you don't know about the, the bronze period. No, I don't. And, the bronze age collapse. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and why does that matter? Oh, be, well, because this pate. Okay, came from somebody who knew somebody who knew somebody. Has nothing to do with anything. But yes, your life is um, consumed by things. People want to take your time. I remember telling my niece. That's a, the, good, that's a good saying. People want to take your time. Yeah, I, I remember telling my niece just recently. She's uh, 19 now. And she's, you know, dating around and stuff like that. I said, listen, I learned this lesson as I got older and I'm just going to tell you, be careful of the people who want to steal your time. I never understood that before until I just got older and realized how much time I'd wasted doing stuff that didn't benefit me, that didn't help me, that actually took away from my peace of mind because I have someone in my life who is just taking from me, right? You're not adding anything, you're just taking. And I said, and that goes to your career, taking your time, um, you know, stuff around your house. Like there are things that literally do eat your time. And it, I think it falls into this. You just move with it. You're just caught in this wheel of doing stuff and you don't stop asking yourself, like, why am I doing this? So it goes back to, again, something taking your time. Uh, what's your career? What's, do you go to school? Don't you go to school? Um, what's your future plan even you know who you're dating my god like things take your time and you realize like i don't know if you if you realize it until like i said you reach a certain age you're like i only have so many finite years mm -hmm. am i gonna spend it doing this because everybody told me this is what i'm supposed to be doing and a lot of people have wasted like half their lives you see so many people 50 years old they just have like a come to Jesus moment and like, you know what? I've been working as a lawyer for 30 years and all I ever really wanted to do was to make pottery. 
and I'm gonna do that crap and I'm gonna love it and they are the happiest they've ever been because they are free mm-hmm. so I go back and I ask you again what makes you passionate what is the thing that you could wake up and do every day that would make you feel free oh maybe probably just talk about history uh, so like I love I don't know I love history just the so there's so many I, I love history because there's so much of it mm-hmm. that you can always learn something new mm-hmm. and you and everything it's not everything is up for debate but it's a, a bit of it is speculation like technically a, a, probably all of it you can arguably say is speculation because unless i mean right unless you were there mm-hmm. how do you know like it's just what you're hearing from other people and that's also what's been written down which they show especially like what um a lot of uh, when I watch a lot of series on like the Ro- uh, Roman Romans or or uh, uh, Greek like uh, Alexander the Great, you'll whenever whenever there's a battle, like obviously they'll lower their casualties <laughs> or they'll emphasize the the size of the other ar- like the other army, like oh we were outnumbered like five to one, mm-hmm. and then the, and then the the uh, narrator will be like, but historians most likely spe- uh, say that it was around. You know, it was like they gathered an army of a hundred thousand, but historians will say it was maybe around like seventy five thousand or something. You know, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like dial it back, dial it back. Come on, guys. Yeah. All right, and, inflating. And, but that's also, I think, how how funny of a thought uh, of how modern that is as well. Where people now they're having conversations, mm-hmm. and you you know we use a lot of these words like it was like. Uh, uh, you know, a million, you know, or so, you know, we, we, we use these words that overemphasize yeah. what we're saying. And Total I can, hyperbolic. Yeah. And just yeah. imagine Alexander sitting with his, his, uh, historians and being like, well, so there were, how many words? It was like 75,000. No, 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 no. Put like a hundred thousand. That'll be, that'll be a lot cooler. Maybe, I don't even get out of the it's bed 125, for 75,000. Yeah. It's 125 <laughs> too much. Uh, tone it down a little bit. Yeah. It's like an outbreak. Who was it? Was five guys fighting? It was literally. Five yeah. Guys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Is it history is written by the victor, right? Yeah. It's like a fighting over a broken plate. That's what happened. Oh yeah. Yeah. Just and then it was this huge battle. Yeah. Now I've heard the saying that to what, the one you just said, but also that history is just a bunch of lies that a group of people got together agreed and, on. and agreed upon. That's yeah. it. Like you really don't know, and so that is almost like a great. You could be like a history treasure hunter. <laughs> do you know what I mean like yeah. finding out the truth about history but so I see how illuminated and shining wow. <laughs> your face just got you're just like yes this so if someone said to you right now mm-hmm. I will make it so that you're able to just do this your history thing. Yeah. I'm not going to give you a bunch of money. I'm going to give you barely ends meat. Like sustainability. Okay. But you won't ever be homeless. You'll have enough to eat. So it won't be like everything you love, but you'll have enough to eat. And you'll have the freedom to do this. Would you do that? Uh, the, la- the, the lazy-minded part of me would say yes, 
just be okay with it like oh yeah hell yeah great deal take it <laughs> but the the more ambitious part of me is thinking okay yeah i'll take it but now how can i do something else maybe on the side to, to, to so, either make more or or, or so like, to make more money so money is equally important to you as is your passion i wouldn't say money is the important thing but it's what I can trade the money for. <laughs> okay. You know, it's uh, like I want other things, but we all, we've all sat around and agreed that this paper has a value. Oh, God, yes. The and... old paper money conversation, mm-hmm. guys. This is a, I, it, a, a conversation we have had behind the scenes um, a few times. And um, the Vikings would just cut coins. Yeah. <laughs> they would say it'd be like they had like the bronze or like, you know, the silver uh, pieces. Mm-hmm. And he's like, uh, uh, you know, that's three silver pieces. Like, no, 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 that's four. Okay, well, well, three and a half. It's like three and a half, and then, you know, take a coin, the axe, and cut the silver coin in half. And then that you, is literally a how half. it went? Uh, pretty, yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's half a silver coin. All right, how we'll split one in How are we living half. today? Like, how are we living? My gosh. I mean... I told you about the stones, right? The stones. Uh, yes, but tell them. Circular stones. Yes. I think some, some Polynesian, uh, 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 um, civilization or culture in like in Indonesia or some in that area kind of like South Southeast Asia they used these big stones that had holes in them and that, that was like they had value and they were trading them but obviously it's hard to move big these big stones around mm-hmm. so they would just it was basically just yeah it's worth it it's over here and you would show them and be like okay there it is so that's my stone now and then they would trade by that. And there was one that they were transporting on a ship and a, a storm hit and the, it, the stone fell into the ocean. When they arrived, they told a story and everyone counted it. They're like, yeah, okay, that stone is out there. And it's, it's like, it's just in there in the ocean. Like you could swim and find it probably, but everyone is just like, yeah, okay, that's someone's, you know, that's someone's value. So... And they would just barter around the stone. Like... They would barter around. Like, I have two stones, or, or, or and these are, like, giant. Like, like boulders. Almost. Bo- boulders, but they're circular, and they have a hole in the middle. Like, they've been carved, obviously, but they're, like, massive. So you'd be like, yeah, I have two stones. One's in the valley over <laughs> over the mountain. The other one's at the bottom of the ocean. Like, all right, deal. Like uh, <laughs> That's amazing to me, because now I'm like, what are you using these stones for, though? Like, what is the value of It's just of the this? go-between, yeah. It's just what we value things at. It's... I have this big rock, which I can never remove or anything. And, mm-hmm. or, I can't live in it, can't eat it, can't use it for anything but this. But it's got value. Yeah, it's because, yeah, that's what we've, that's what we've agreed upon. I mean, we need to start creating our own system, then. We need to start thinking something like, I don't know, M&M's or that's something. That's what the... Bitcoin. That's what all of those. Yeah, those are. I, I still don't know what this whole thing is about. This whole Bitcoin thing, and that triggers me to say when we were talking about earlier teaching people about the stock market. Yeah. And that whole GameStop thing that happened, and then they realized, oh my God, the poor are rising up <laughs> with, the, the, with the GameStop fiasco. But go on. The, I guess, the the, the way I understand it is. Uh, obviously, uh, th- so this coin has a value from what it's been used to purchase. Does that make sense? Like it's backed up by people using it. Like if I trade, you, like it's recorded that I trade this many bitcoins or something to buy this, and then the, you know it's used around. 
So when I think people are mining bitcoins, they're mining bits and it's information of that history of what it's been used. Uh, <laughs> uh, so the look like you're giving I'm, me says that you're not you're not necessarily following. I'm not following, and it's like I felt my eyes like glazing over slowly. So, uh, I mean, because I mean, it sounds like a bit. I don't know if I'm correct on this, but the the whole point of the mining is to get the information or the data that's pre that's uh, uh, preceding this coin. So what it's been used, that's the security of it, is that it's been used in the past or what it's been around. So, okay, what if I want to cash out? There's no cash out. Well, that's... Well, you just have coins. The cash, the cash out is that you trade, I mean, you trade it for another, for money. Like, that's another, basic, it's different, but it's the same. <laughs> it's just yeah, a no, grade. No, all right, that's enough of that. Because oh, I, don't, like, <laughs> I, I just... <laughs> If I we're gonna have to do research on this and then come back and talk about that. That's money's money's very fascinating. I mean, it, like again, if that's the case, we can start using M and M's or Tic Tacs or um, yeah, you could you know pieces of bread. I mean, like, and I'm sorry, and food actually would be more valuable because people always need food. In World War Two, uh, the the because the the. German currency, the Deutschmark, I think it was what it was like one, it was some absurd number. It's like Venezuela now. It's like you 20 million currency for like one loaf of bread. Like it's just, it was wow. so, it was that inflated because of the debt. So they were, people weren't even using money. They were using uh, American cigarettes to oh. trade because they had value. Like that's what the you know. Yeah, well, I, I can actually see that. I can see the whole So that's cigarette thing. I think mean, that's the whole thing in and now in, in Venezuela, like they don't even use actual money because there's the amount that you It's just need. ridiculous. It's so ridiculous. Like you can't you can't have that amount of money on or it's just ridiculous to have that amount. Absurd to have that amount of money on you. <laughs> Let me break up my twenty mil for this loaf of bread. Yeah. <laughs> And then constantly, like that's one purchase for for like two hundred oh, million God. in in doll in like whatever the Venezuelan peso or, or what have you. I'm not sure what the currency is called. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, but you know, it's wow. just whatever we assign value. That's that's value. Again, another lesson. So then, to bring it all the way back around, what do you assign as value? to your chameleon situation. What do I assign as value? To that. Like, how valuable is that to you that you have this chameleon capability? My experiences. What I learned, what I learned from other people. Mm -hmm. Like, I find um, people are... The one thing... Ignorance. People are scared of being like ignorant. People are scared of not knowing. Mm -hmm. So sometimes they'll just block it out entirely because they don't want to be wrong. Maybe. Mm -hmm. But I I found more often than not that if you approach a person's culture or ask them from a stance of ignorance or not knowing that they're more they feel more obligated to te if you come from it from a learning perspective like hey I know nothing about this. Like, but I want to ask you about it. Like, I'm like, no, can you teach, like, can you teach me? Then people more often than not are like, they're totally okay with you and like learning about it. Like, I'm not, 
Uh, um, like I never, I ne- whenever I approach somebody from a different culture or something, I don't, I don't try to assume anything. I try to say, I try to self-reflect and be like, I don't know. Or if I do think I know something, I at least confirm it by asking, you know, I, I read this or I heard this mm-hmm. or, I, you know, is this true? And yeah, it's asking people about their culture. I feel that's that's really the way to learn. Like you'll never you'll never know until you actually talk to somebody else. So coming in the form of a true knowledge seeker is the best way to disarm mm-hmm. um, most people in most situations, and you actually receive something valuable with like you said, knowledge and experience. Mm-hmm. And what would you apply uh, or call value now to this information you are learning about yourself, you know, engaging in, in finding ways about money management and career choices and other decisions? What's that value for you now? Uh, just what I can just what what can I use it for in the future? What am I experienced that I can u- use in the experiences that are to come? Like when there's nothing better than the than the one moment where something you've learned comes up and it just like you have that click moment and you're like, "Oh, I know this." You know, it's like it's like Jeopardy where the last the last question and you're like, "Ah, like this is what I I, I learned or I asked about this." And it can be something that you completely thought was like useless, so insignificant, or yeah. insignificant, and yet mm-hmm. it it comes up, and 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 it feels it's amazing to 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 have that affirmation that no, it wasn't it wasn't useless. Like so, I know this, yeah. I, I know this, I know what to do in this moment in this situation. Oh, yeah, and then so I guess finally, what is the value that you are going to try to pull from yourself like you have all this stuff bubbling inside of you how are you going to take that and create something of value that you can use I don't know if I create something of value that I can use I feel like I I just I use it all the time in my own I mean I think about the we're talking about the like history mm-hmm. kind of aspects i just if i watch another history video and they mention something and i know it then i feel i feel like good or, or i'm interested in it or um but history repeats itself so i compare it to a moment now mm. uh, from back then i suppose what i mean is more specifically how do you take this wealth of knowledge mm-hmm. that you have and create it where it's something that can be valuable for you. Like, yes, it's great that you know these things and that you retain this information, but besides just being pleasing to you, right? Yeah. How can you make it work for you and create value? I don't know. That's a good question. I've never I've never thought of that I've never thought of using it for a means to create some sort of value for me. To me, it just has, it has value. It's its own currency, so to say. It is. And so that means you can use that currency and trade it for something even bigger. Oh, you well, have to think about that. We'll see. But that, that for that to happen, then someone else would also have to see the value in it. Hey, you just said people are trading around fig bits of something. 
and there are rocks. Yeah. So there's somebody out there who's waiting for you to present this most priceless thing that they're willing to jump in on for whatever you've got going on. Yeah, and I do have I do have those moments I, with you too. There's <laughs> plenty of times where I've espoused some bit of knowledge, and you're wow. Yeah, it's like <laughs> it's cool. I, people, I keep pushing him all the time. Like, you need to do something with this. You need to do something with this. So I'm gonna keep harping on that because it's like when you get these opportunities and windows to take something you actually like and especially in this era where now people are just deciding to create their own path mm. i don't fit the mold for anything out here but you know what i know what i want i don't have to conform anymore i've been in the place where i made decisions based off of everybody else's expectations and now is the opportunity for me and in, in this age of technology and just access to masses of people i'm going to create something that i believe in that is important to me that's that's valuable <laughs> um, because knowledge is power and this is knowledge and it can open doorways. And if nothing else, I am educating somebody else because that's truly what it's all about for you. You like learning it and sharing it with whomever is interested and who will listen. And that is a high value right there. I'll, I'll tell you the, the joke I have with myself is, uh, I think of watching all these videos on, on you know, the generals or, or people back in history with the uh, conflicts or strategy and, and all these wars or what have you. Uh, and I think, you know, when, when society breaks down and there's the <laughs> apocalypse and we lose technology, then that's, you know, all, the, all this. <laughs> That'll be my time. <laughs> all of these, yeah, all these uh, 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 stories of war will come into, <laughs> come into play. If only we had someone who could recount these yeah, situations. battles or understand, yeah. Here, here, here yeah, in the back. I got it. <laughs> That's me. Yep. Oh, <laughs> I'm <yeah>. your man. <laughs> well, it has been fun as always. I enjoyed our session. We went down our rambling paths and there's so many more questions and things I can ask you all the time, which I will. Don't oh, you worry. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I will have him back again, guys. I hope you enjoyed this session with Licorice. It's always so much fun and we always learn so much. Um, and we will be talking to you again, hopefully very soon. Thanks for tuning in and listening. Bye. Thank you. At the end of our session, I asked Licorice if there was any song or music that could sum up where he was in his thinking. If he could share with me something that was somewhat of a reflection of what he was thinking and how he was feeling. And he said, yes. And the song that he offered me was unexpected. And when I asked him why he selected this song at this time in his life, he said, because it was hopeful. And so I leave it to you. May you enjoy 
and perhaps even find hope in it as well. Give me a kiss to build a dream on In my imagination We'll drive upon that kiss mm, Sweetheart, I ask no more than this A kiss to build a dream on mm. Give me a kiss before you leave me In my imagination Will feed my hungry heart. Mm, leave me one thing before we part. A kiss to build a dream on. When I'm alone with my fancies, I'll be with you, even romances. Believe they're true. Oh, give me your lips for just a moment, and my imagination will make that moment live. Mm, give me what you alone can give a kiss to build a dream on. Give. I kiss the pill, the dream of... 